Welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness, where we explore health, fitness, transitioning, and queer life from beyond the binary. Proudly brought to you by Fearless Movement Collective, the home of queer fitness and health. And here's your host, Bowie Stobar. Hi there, welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness. This is episode 51. My name is Bowie Stover. My pronouns are they, them. And I am so ploppin' stoked to have you join me today. This show is recorded on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sovereignty never was and never will be ceded. And I pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. This episode, friends, we're going to be looking at how you can physically prepare your body for top surgery or chest reduction because there are so many factors involved with preparing for surgery and it's a pretty impactful experience on our bodies. Now, when it comes to top surgery or having a chest reduction, the biggest things that so many TGD folks focus on is pec development and weight loss in the lead up. And this is a great focus. I get it. It can definitely help you with how your chest may look post-surgery. And that is a really important thing for so many people because having that change, having that different presentation is the whole reason why so many folks will get top surgery or get a chest reduction. And it is 100% valid. It's an amazing thing. But there is a really important focus that is often missed when it comes to prepping for top surgery. And this is preparing yourself for the recovery process. Now, recovery is not the sexy side of training. Doing work for functional strength, for abilities to move your bodies just in general isn't seen as the sexy side of training (laughs) it's but it is the foundation on which you will build all of your other training and when it comes to preparing for top surgery or chest reduction it can be really easy to overlook that part and just think well once I've had it then these things it's like recovery is only this period of time I'm not really going to worry too much about it but it's so easy when that completed surgery is our end goal to forget that there are steps in between and I get it it's an exciting time and it's one that is so often life-changing but it's really important to remember that there will be a significant period of time that you will need to be recovering and it's not just about when you can take that compression top off it's not just about when you can start doing a bit more movement bringing your arms out in front of your body and stuff the recovery process is longer than that Because there's a lot of healing that goes on even once the initial sutures have been, uh, have sealed and everything kind of looks healed, quotey fingers healed up, like there's new, there's new tissue there, scar tissue is forming. That is not the end of the recovery process. Now, during the time post-surgery, Like immediately after, you're not going to be able to function in the same capacity that you did prior to surgery. Now, there are some things that you can do, some practices that you can start in the lead up to your top surgery that can make the recovery period more comfortable. And it is things that can be added to any sort of weight loss goals you may be working towards and any sort of uh, upper body muscle development that you may be working for towards as well it's okay to incorporate this stuff in 
it's actually a great thing to do because it's helps the body to move and develop in all different places, not just focusing on one particular part. See, after top surgery or a chest reduction, you're not going to be able to use your arms much. <laughs> For folks of you out there listening who have had top surgery or had have had a chest reduction, you will know this. There's a good, generally, six weeks where you're advised to not bring your arms up too high, pulls on the sutures and... There's no lifting that you're allowed to do because, again, you want the tissue to heal as neatly as possible. And any sort of movements, big movements that pull on that can increase scarring and increase the overall smoothness of your scar tissue. Now, you don't realize how much you actually use your arms until you can't. <laughs> now, if you've had any type of arm injury in your life or shoulder injury, you may be aware of this, but you probably still had the use of at least one arm, so it wasn't so bad. Not being able to move either of your arms much is going to be pretty limiting for you, particularly if you are someone who maybe doesn't have someone there to support you you maybe have a short period of time where you may get some care and then you're kind of on your own that makes things tricky now other areas of your body are gonna compensate while you can't move your arms particularly your stomach muscles and your leg muscles this is gonna really become evident when you're moving yourself around if you've been laying down or sitting down and you're gonna become really aware that when you can't use your arms, your stomach muscles and your legs are going to come in and take over a lot of that work and you will become a bit more dependent on the strength of your core and your legs when you need to move yourself around without your arms. <laughs> so it's really important in that lead up to your surgery to develop some core strength and stability as well as leg strength. Now, the good thing is, friend, that this is 100% possible. <laughs> you can begin moving and training your body to develop strength in these areas. I'd recommend starting at least three months before your surgery date, if not long before that. Now, this will give you a good amount of time for your body to adapt to training and then begin to develop some muscle growth and strength. Just be mindful, strength training does take time strength training is not something that develops in weeks it's something that develops over months and muscle growth that's something that also takes many months so the earlier you can begin to focus on developing i mean general body strength is great but particular focus on making sure that you're not just looking at uh pec and upper body strength and development there you really want to make sure that you're getting a lot of core work in and you're getting a lot of leg work in. Now, because all of these things develop over months, this is why it is important to start things as early as possible, to give yourself a really good amount of time and not feel rushed, not feel like, holy shit, I'm two months out, I better start training now to try and, you know, do some things. It's like, while you may see some positive results, if you were to start a lot earlier than that, once you get an idea of when you're, coming surgery dates may be gives you the best chance at really setting yourself up for the best possible outcome 
post-surgery in relation to being able to move and function as comfortably as possible. Now, there are an abundance of exercises that you can practice that will help you develop stronger legs and core. I don't know if you've ever looked on the internet, but <laughs> there are a bazillion videos on there talking all about how to train butt, how to train core. Those areas particularly because the fitness industry likes to focus on those areas for toxically stereotypical reasons, but it also means that you do have access to a lot of different workouts that particularly focus on these areas. So, you know, little high five, win. <laughs> you do have access there. There is heaps of stuff online. There are workouts designed exclusively to target those areas. Not that I recommended just doing those areas. You really want to work your whole body and get a really well-rounded sort of exercise plan happening. Now, the exercises you do don't have to be complex. And this is something that may seem a bit challenging at first that, you know, you might want to start. It's like, okay, I'm going to start. I'm just going to do all core work. I'm going to do nothing but training sessions with core work. Friend, don't do that. You will find out very quickly that <laughs> there's only so much work that your core can do. So keep it simple and... Just work with where you're at. It doesn't have to be fancy movements. Seriously, there's a reason why movements like squats and lunges and deadlifts have been around for forever in when it comes to training. It's because they are great movements that develop stability. They develop strength through your legs. They develop butt strength. And they're not complex. They are movements that our bodies generally like to do in some form <laughs> but they are the, the kind of the best movements that you can do when it comes there's a lot of fancy stuff out there there's a lot of plyometric stuff out there there's people with really jacked up quads you know and they do a lot of really cool stuff don't think you've got to try and do anything like that keeping things just really nice and simple is going to make things as easy for you as possible now when it comes to core work Practicing things like tension holds are great. They offer a really large amount of work for a very minimal presenting movement. <laughs> tension holds develop so much strength. They're really great and hard. I don't know if you've ever tried planking. It's exhausting. It's exhausting very quickly. <laughs> if you're doing them with full tension, uh, there's some people who be like, I can plank for ages. And it's like, yeah, but you're probably not actually bracing because the point of a plank is to hold as much tension as you can through your body and be as engaged as possible through your whole body. And if you are doing them like that, you are going to be sweating in a really short amount of time. They are a great exercise. You can do them pretty much anywhere. You don't need any equipment. All you need is enough space to either kneel on the floor with your hands under your shoulders or go onto your toes. It's, it's really quite simple. They're a classic. You can also do things like crunches and leg tucks on the floor, as well as rotation movements like Russian twists or side bends so that you target your obliques, those, those muscles on the side just above your hips. They're the muscles that give people that really, really flash-looking V in their stomach for their six packs. You don't need to be <laughs> madly trying to get those pre-surgery because you know they're not essential. And even six pack, it's not about developing a six pack with these movements because our stabilizer muscles are actually deeper than our superficial six pack muscles. So it's not about doing the things to help you get a six pack because you can't just 
train a six pack in isolation by only doing stomach exercises and expecting that that's just gonna make them happen it's not how it works but we're not focusing on six packs we want to target those deeper stabilizer muscles that are underneath those they deepen our abdomen so these exercises can be incorporated into any program that you may be practicing already to build your pecs and upper body definition so woo (laughs) and If you didn't have a program, but you wanted to put something together, you could do something like this. I'll put together like three little programs here that is possible for you to follow. They're going to target generally legs and core, but also have a whole body element to it. So uh, combining squats, lunge steps, and planks for 10 to 15 reps with your squats and lunge steps for three to five sets and anywhere up to 30 second planks for three to five sets you could do a session where you're doing hip raises push-ups and squat jumps combining those three 10 to 15 hip raises six to 12 push-ups they can be inclined so they can be from a wall or a countertop with your hands they don't have to be from the floor they can be from your knees and a plank same thing you can have them on an incline as well don't think you've got to go straight down to the floor and brace with those start really gradually with where you're at because you don't want to also end up with an injury pre-surgery because you strained yourself by doing something a little bit too much for yourself trying to prepare yourself for a smooth recovery or as smooth as possible a recovery after your top surgery or your chest reduction so be mindful of where you're at and you can do squat jumps Ooh, squat jumps are a little bit more challenging so just be careful there if you've had knee injuries or ankle injuries just keeping it to a little gentle hop is totally fine you can do five to eight of those three to five sets or third combination could be leg tucks laying on the floor tucking your knees up towards your chest 10 to 15 of those some single leg deadlifts they are a little bit more challenging but a whole lot of fun six to twelve of those on each side and Russian twists, sitting down on the floor, twisting hips from side to side there. 12 to 16 of those, three to five reps. Now, these sessions could be practiced in a circuit. So you could do, say for, let's take the first session, for example, you could do squats followed by, for 10 to 15, followed by lunge steps for 10 to 15 on each leg, followed by a plank. And you do those in a circuit, then you rest Then you start from the top again and you can do that three to five times or you could do them as an individual movement. So say you're going to squat, you would do 10 to 15 reps. You would stop and rest, rest for up to three minutes. Then you would go again, then you would rest, then you would go again and you would keep on just repeating the squats with that rest in between until you've done the sets that you're looking to do. I really recommend starting with lower lower reps for lower sets and building up. Don't go all the way to the maximum number of each right at the start because you'll find out really quickly that that's not a fun way to train. You probably won't be able to move the next day or the day after or possibly the day after. <laughs> so start slow because you can always add more reps next session, but you cannot undo too many reps or too many sets that you've done before you were ready. I'm going to link those three programs in the show notes. 
on the website. You can check it out there. If you want to start with a little something, go to www.fearlessmovement.co. Go to this episode's show notes. You'll see it there. You can follow along. You could do those sessions, one at each of those, three days a week. Each day, do that session one, session two, session three, and you're laughing, friend. That is a perfect place to start. (laughs) Now, this is something you can follow to begin with, but it is not a fully comprehensive program. (laughs) There are so many other things you can do. There is such a diverse range of ways that you can train in preparation for your top surgery for your chest reduction. So don't think that this is the be all and end all of programs. It's just a neat little series that can help you get started. If you're a bit stuck and you're like, I just want to do something now, this is where to start. They will get you moving. You will definitely feel like you've been moving. (laughs) And it can just help kickstart things for you. Now, It'll certainly get you on your way to developing stronger legs and core prior to your affirming surgery. And if you have access to a few pieces of training equipment, it could be a kettlebell, it could be a dumbbell, resistance band. I've, I've kind of found after all the time I've spent training folks that people tend to have something laying about. And if you don't, you can whack some heavy things in a backpack and use that as a weight. It's actually really handy being able to do that. So if you want to add some sort of weight and you happen to have something there or you want to be creative and make your own home weight, amazing, do that. That can actually add some more diverse movements to your training and can broaden your options there with things that you can do and that can add a bit of variety make things a little bit more fun particularly if you run through these for a little bit and start feeling like you know it gets a little bit stale that's okay it's actually not necessary to change programs a lot I know it can seem boring that you're just constantly doing the same thing But there's benefit to that because our bodies develop these adaptions and sometimes it takes a while for the adaption to develop. And even though we may be bored of a thing, our body doesn't necessarily have all of the adaptions it could have gotten from these programs. So sometimes sticking with a program for anywhere from six to eight weeks is totally okay. It's not done very often. The fitness industry in general likes to tell people that, you know, you've got to have different stuff over time. It's all about variety, but your body never actually gets to adapt to all those things when it's constantly learning new things instead of just getting good at certain exercises before moving on. So you could stick with this program that I've just shared with you for six to eight weeks and definitely see some epic results, particularly if you want to add that variety of, of weights that you may have because a lot of these exercises you can just hold a weight while you're doing them to increase that intensity. Now, if you struggle to motivate or you don't feel comfortable working through new movements on your own, that's okay. That happens, especially when it's new movements because movements, when they're new for us, they feel weird. And when something feels weird, it can be easy to think that maybe you're not doing it right. So... (laughs) That's totally okay. That's new movements. That's even for myself, having trained for all the years that I've trained, when I'm learning new movement, I'm like, this is this, am I doing this right? Some, someone I need a grown up to help me. 
<laughs> Tell me if I'm doing this right. <laughs> so it's okay if you feel a bit awkward or if you're just not confident that maybe what you're doing is the safest thing for you to do. That's okay because we have a few different training subscriptions that you can try out if you are looking for a little bit more support, a little bit more guidance with some folks who have helped other people in these circumstances, preparing themselves for top surgery, preparing themselves for their chest reductions. So there are ways that you can access training by checking us out (laughs) you can try out our free trial we've got a free trial there on our website you can jump in and and see how you like a little bit of the movements a lot of the stuff that i've shared with you in these three programs is going to be similar to what is in the program that you can try out in our trial because these are just really good movements in general regardless of whether or not you're going to be getting any sort of affirming surgery but also very good at supporting folks (laughs) while they work towards their affirming surgeries and you get the added bonus of working with me (laughs) as you prepare yourself towards your top surgery goals that's pretty exciting (laughs) and if you need help with training but you're strapped for funds because I know how expensive affirming surgeries can be they're not cheap Don't even get me started on the gatekeeping that comes with the pricing for affirming surgeries. But if you really need some support with training, but you're strapped for cash, let us know. Reach out. We'll do everything that we can to help you get moving in the ways that feel good for you, in the ways that are going to help you and that are going to prepare you for your top surgery. We don't want training or access to being able to move your body to be inaccessible. We don't think that it is fair that only people with a certain amount of income should be able to access necessary supports to health. And I personally think, and in my somewhat biased opinion as a coach, think (laughs) that being able to move your body is actually really valuable for our physical and our mental health. And I think that the gatekeeping that comes along with access to that is pretty fucked. So, friend, we'll help you out any way we can. Reach out to us if you need that support. We're here for you. We want to help you have the most successful, affirming surgery that you can. And just feel good about you with where you're at. Don't be afraid. So, let's have a little look at what we've gone over today. We've touched on the importance of recovery post-top surgery or post-chest reduction because the duration of your recovery influences your scar prominence, it influences your risk of infection with how quickly those sutures will heal, and it influences your general well-being because the longer that we are in pain, the worse it is for our mental health. So preparing in all the ways that we are able to prior to having any sort of affirming surgery is going to be of benefit to you and even though recovery and preparing for that is the unsexy side of training it is often one of the most important things the same way that training for functional everyday movement not the sexy side of training not instagram worthy but it is the important stuff it's what long term gives you the most benefit 
Now we've looked at how you can plan ahead to begin doing a little something something to help you feel as comfortable as possible as you recover. I gave you a few different programs there that you could jump into right now and start. You don't need any equipment. There's videos for all of those movements online. You can even go to our YouTube channel and check out a lot of the exercises there because we have a YouTube channel filled with exercise videos. <laughs> or you could even jump onto our website and follow along to one of the 30 or so pre-built workout sessions that we have free and accessible for you straight on our website. You can follow along to a full session with me. I talk you through it all. You might get sick of me by the end, but meh, you'll be moving your body anyway. <laughs> so we've also looked at how you don't need equipment to be able to move in the ways you need. And you don't have to do it alone because, friend, we are here to help you out in any way that we can. So reach out if you need help. Even if you just want to ask questions, that's okay. Hit me up, friend. I am always happy to support people from the community to feel good about what they're doing. Now, you can find all of these details in the show notes. As I mentioned, I will link to those programs. I'm going to link here to our exercise sessions that are on our website as well so if you don't want to do the program that i suggested you can just follow me along to a whole training session i've got a bunch of different ones there <laughs> if you're enjoying the show or you know someone who might find some benefit from this episode or another episode that you've listened to share it around friends the more people who can learn a little bit of something new and something that could be good for them the better. <laughs> That's why I do this. <laughs> now, if you have any questions about this episode or just in general and want to learn more about what we do or you want to learn more about what you can do for you, you can go to our website www.fearlessmovement.com co and send us a message you can also jump in there and that's where you'll find a link to our trial so you can try out a little bit of movement or you could even sign up to one of our programs that we have available there as well if you don't want to go to our website you can find us on facebook by going to fearless movement collective or instagram where we are most active at non-gendered fitness by going to the handle non underscore gendered underscore fitness or me, Bowie, as the dot no dot t dot nb. Remember, we have now merged Fearless Movement Collective's Instagram account with non gendered fitness, and you can find everything that we do at non gendered fitness, non underscore gendered underscore fitness. Check us out there, friends. That's where everything that we're doing is now available. And until next week, remember. Taking steps to support your body before, during, and after your affirming surgery can help you get the most positive outcomes. There is more than just the end goal of a freer chest to focus on. <laughs> and while the recovery period isn't necessarily the sexiest thing to think of, like with training, progress can't be made without it. So have a ride as day pass. <laughs>